Hello and welcome to Ready, Set, Retire, an audio guide packed with information to help you achieve a successful retirement. I'm your co-host, John McComb, with more than half a century of award-winning broadcasting experience. It's my pleasure to join Lori Pinkowski every two weeks for Ready, Set, Retire. Lori is an award-winning and highly respected senior portfolio manager and investment advisor at Canaccord Genuity. She has been successfully managing retirement portfolios for over two decades. We're here to talk about everything from financial and estate planning to travel, hobbies and health matters, and so much more. Whether you're thinking about your retirement or already living your retirement dreams, Ready, Set, Retire is for you. And Lori, today is our 50th episode of Ready, Set, Retire. We started this show back in June of 2020. Since then, we have discussed just a whole lot of retirement topics, everything from planning your income to staying active. We've also had numerous guests on the program to share their expertise with us. That's right, John. Where did the time go? I can't believe we're already at the 50th episode. So much has happened over the past two years uh, that we had a lot to talk about for our listeners. And so I'm excited to take a look back and look at the lessons we've learned during this time and uh, even talk about some of the insight we we received from some of the experts we also had on the show. Absolutely. Today on Ready, Set, Retire, we'll be looking back at the things we've learned, the people we've met, and the advice we've shared since we first started this program. We'll talk about why Lori and I started Ready, Set, Retire, my own experience with retirement, world events over the last two years and how that has affected retirement, current market conditions and how that might affect your retirement going forward, the guests we've had on and the information they have shared with us and how they've impacted us personally, and how to stay financially and mentally healthy in retirement and so much more. So, Let's start from the very beginning. Do you remember what motivated you to start Ready, Set, Retire? Yeah, I'm just passionate about uh, all things retirement. I mean, I've been doing this for 20 years, and I often say to people, it's the first time you're retiring, but I've retired 100 times. You know, I've seen so much, experienced so much with people as they retire that I felt that it was just so important to create kind of an outlet where we could have these open discussions and not just about the financial aspect about retirement. Well, obviously, it's super important. There's so many other things, such as staying active, mental health, creating hobbies for yourself, whatever it may be. I was just excited to kind of share that wisdom out there. And then joining you, John, of course, many people may or may not know, John and I did over 500 shows together on CKNW over almost a 10-year period until he went into retirement. (laughs) And I laugh about that today. Uh, As your financial advisor, you're supposed to be retired and you're with me here every two weeks, keeping busy. And uh, I appreciate it, John. I have so much fun talking to you uh, when we do Ready, Set, Retire. And I'm Looking forward to our 50th episode today. Well, and it's it's funny because I just couldn't stop talking to you. You know, when I was on the radio, we used to talk once a week. And when I got into retirement, I thought, well, I still want to talk to Lori because I want to know what the heck's going on. So uh, we got into Ready, Set, Retire, and here we are on our 50th episode already. So I was going to say, John, that, uh, yeah, we've been talking to each other for 13 years now. I was just mentioning to John that I talked to him more than my own family. It's great, though. He's always up to date on the markets, at least. I am that. I am that. 
And going through retirement myself, you know, I know that the current global environment is uncertain, that's for sure. Many retirees or those close to retirement may feel uneasy about the future. Now, I was fortunate to have you help me through my retirement transition, and so I want to be able to share that with our listeners as well. Our goal on this program is to give people advice that they can use so when they make the decision to retire, they have all the facts they need to make it a long, happy, and very much a healthy retirement as well. So now that we're on our 50th episode, it's hard not to look back at the last two years and reflect on how different everything was when we started this. We've been through the deadly pandemic, the biggest war in Europe since World War II. The last two years, we've experienced just so many world-shifting events. So can you summarize some of the main global events that have affected not only the markets, but retirees and people around the world since we first started in 2020? Yeah, just going back to June of 2020, at that time, the U.S. had just passed 2 million confirmed cases of COVID-19. Obviously, COVID disrupted many aspects of the economy. I think when we first started this, many businesses were shut down still. A lot of people were not confident in their ability to, or when they were going to restart in terms of work or running your business. And I was dealing with a lot of people at that time about retirement, those who were thinking they were about to retire. And then COVID hit and it was very difficult for many for those that were making that transition, because let's say you're a business owner, all of a sudden you didn't know what your business was valued at. You had no idea. And so that just, there was a, a serious halt for many others say in the medical field, they're being overworked and they felt they had to see their patients and COVID through to the other side. And so they were working, you know, 16 hour days doing that. And then you also had the effects of COVID in retirement for those that are, say, in their 80s or 90s, that feeling of isolation, people who were in assisted care, clients who lost their spouses during that period of time, and you can have proper celebration of life or funeral. And so obviously COVID has changed, changed us probably forever as people for going through such a serious situation. And of course, in the markets, that was quite fascinating, John, because that crash was 35% on the S&P 500 in basically three weeks and then rallied back up after that. And so when you think about how severe that was at the time, realistically, it recovered very quickly. I mean, clients were back to where they were within four months, you know, raised some cash, got through that and off we went. But now what we've seen is what is the impact that COVID had then, but also now. And I think that's important because the last two years, everything is connected along with, of course, the war in Ukraine and that invasion and, and what changed. But Again, I think for retirees, what I'm seeing, the positive is that people are traveling in, people are getting out there post-pandemic, and that's nice to see because it took a, a long time for people to feel comfortable and confident going, but now with their three vaccines, they're feeling better and, and people are getting out there again. So it's nice to see that they're keeping busy, seeing family and traveling. So that is the good news post-pandemic, what's happened over the past two years, John. And a lot of people uh, during COVID ended up working or started to work from home. And that has become a popular way for people to work now, work remotely. So tell me a little bit more about that. And also, we can't not mention the real estate market because that was also heavily impacted as we went through COVID. So maybe talk about the housing market situation. 
So in terms of the real estate market and what happened over the past two years, I mean, first we saw home sales drop dramatically. I mean, you couldn't even go for a showing if you wanted to. And if you did during that time, which I, I was doing, you know, you had to put on the plastic booties and basically put on the hazmat suit to go into anybody's home. So it wasn't really the experience you were looking for. So, I mean, sales of everything kind of came to a standstill, including real estate at that time. And so there's just fewer sellers. So there just wasn't any inventory as well during the early parts of the pandemic. But that changed quite dramatically. I think that when you started to see the vaccine was announced and people started getting their shots, you saw people also going, you know what, I can't travel for who knows how long. So I better just buy a recreational property in the Okanagan or in Whistler or wherever, because I'm going to be staying home for the foreseeable future. And people also got a little disgruntled, I think, with travel or the idea of travel becoming too difficult to do that. And, and the work from home, as you mentioned too, John, that also people could now sell some of their more expensive real estate and move somewhere that, where they could get a better place that may not be close to the city or in the city. And so that altered how we think about real estate and where we live. And so that created a frenzy of buying along with low interest rates, record low interest rates, actually. And so you saw 2021 as one of the most active years, but also one of the biggest increases we've seen in home prices. So that also fueled this inflation problem that we're having today. And now, of course, the Fed is working against the real estate market instead of for the real estate market, I guess you would say. And now they're increasing interest rates at a pace we have rarely seen before. And now we're seeing five-year fixed rates go from last year, you could get a five-year fix for maybe 1.69%, and now it's 4.5%, about to be higher. So that is definitely going to affect the housing market. We're starting to see it soften already. And we're talking about this as a group and just how it affects retirees or the people that we deal with. Some people are in their home for many, many years ago. What does higher interest rate or mortgage rates matter for me? Well, it matters if it affects the housing market and the prices decline and you're trying to downsize. So that's one area I've seen. I, people are talking to me about it. People lean on me for a lot of things, not just financial, as we know. And my advice to them is get a real estate agent yesterday, not today, if you want to start looking at downsizing and making that change. Because if you wait a year or two, remember the housing market moves a lot slower than the stock market. So I think that these rate increases are going to have a significant impact to home prices. And then number two, we saw a lot of retirees the last two years didn't know what to spend their money on. People were saving and not, you know, not traveling. And so they were early gifting money to their adult children and helping them buy real estate is, is what we saw. So they kind of look at it as an investment, you know, early inheritance. But the thing about that now is, is even if you want to do that, just think about it. Is now the right time even for an adult child to be buying real estate? Maybe let, you know, six to 12 months. Let's see how things go in the real estate market. And, you know, let your adult child know that you want to do this, but maybe now is not exactly the right time. So that is the summary of the housing market, which was a lot, but a lot happened over the past two years. Well, and look at where we were and where we are now talking about uh, interest rates. My gosh, it's just been uh, such a hot topic. So how did we go from historic lows to this much more aggressive interest rate situation in such a short period of time? Well, during the pandemic, uh, the very early stages, they brought rates down and they did it very quickly. They didn't mess around with decreasing a quarter point, this or that. They really went low real quick. And so that also has caused other issues that we've seen throughout the pandemic. So supply chain disruptions, you had worker shortages, 
you had pent up consumer demand and then government policy and stimulus, which is now being all taken away. And so now as we move away from the pandemic, we knew that rates had to go up. So it was no surprise in January of this year when there's talk that they're going to be raising rates. We all thought, you know, a quarter point at each meeting, maybe they got to get things to some sort of normal level. They can't have zero rates forever, close to zero. And then, of course, Russia invaded Ukraine, and that sent inflation just spiraling out of control, whether it was in oil prices, which is fairly straightforward, or food prices. And at the same time, you also had COVID surge in China, and they have very restrictive lockdown measures, as we saw. So that further created the supply chain issues. And so that's how we kind of landed here with 7 8% inflation in North America. And now the Federal Reserve and the Bank of Canada are doing everything they can. And frankly, John, they're, they're a little late to the party. They should have started increasing rates last year. But again, they're doing what they can and front-loading these interest rates as much as they can so they can get this over quickly and get inflation back down to normal levels. Well, we always hear that uh, increasing interest rates is the way to combat inflation, but how exactly does that work? The way it works is you're really taking the ability of, of people to kind of borrow uh, to whether it's you know buying homes, lines of credits, uh, home equity lines of credits, loans, uh, when you're buying a car, all that kind of stuff is all based on interest rates. And if things are get more expensive, rates go higher, affordability goes down. And so that is one way that they can combat inflation. Of course, there's other things that could happen, such as things ease in Ukraine and Russia, but we don't see that happening anytime soon. So that's why they're taking such an aggressive standpoint. And and again, as a retiree, it is difficult right now when you have food prices up 10% from last year, when people are on a fixed budget, it doesn't matter how much money you have right now. I think everybody has been impacted and a lot of people bring up the 80s and, and what happened then. And the thing about the 80s is, yes, there was a ton of inflation, rates went way up. But at that point, there was a lot less debt out there, too. So this time is a little scarier, in my view, in terms of um, them raising rates as aggressively, just because there's a lot of debt here in Canada. And a lot of those interest rate increases are going to have an effect directly on Canadians. And they talk about there's a balance. And you've said this before, that those central banks don't always get it right. They probably should have started increasing rates long before now. But then the other side of this is, how do they keep from having the economy fall into a recession? Because we don't want that either. And so it can be a very delicate balance. Very delicate balance. And frankly, often they get it wrong. They overshoot on both sides. So they provided too much stimulus, got everything way too overheated. And now they're trying to backtrack on that. So let's say they increase rates as aggressively as they're doing. But remember, we also have high oil prices. So that in itself would likely naturally curb consumption of other things, which would bring inflation lower eventually. But now you have both things happening at the same time. Interest rate increases and you've got the price of oil where it is today. And so in terms of recession, the question is, is, is it possible to avoid a recession and have a soft landing like they did in 1994? And it's too early to tell is, is the answer with that. And we could already be in a recession at this point as well. And just remember, the stock market actually prices these kinds of things in quickly. That's why you've seen the market fall as it has over the last few months. And so 
even with a recession, the question is, will it be short? Will it be deep? Many are calling for a short, mild recession because the workforce is so strong. That can change, but not to the extent like when there was a shock situation like the pandemic crash or the financial crisis where unemployment shot up over 10% almost overnight. We're at 3% unemployment or a little over in the U.S. and 5% or so is normal employment. So they, in fact, need to have some layoffs happen to bring employment in line. They have more data than you and I will ever have. But yeah, they do meddle a little too much and uh, usually make a mistake. But John, what can happen in the future is that they reverse their mistake. So they increase, increase, increase. Oh, scary. Things are slowing too much. And then they go in reverse course. So I'm of the opinion that the Fed is going to increase and then they're going to take some sort of a pause or stop being as aggressive because it takes a few months for this stuff to filter into the economy. It is an overnight, even though as investors, we want this problem solved tomorrow. Eventually, there will be that catalyst that turns the market around and that catalyst that turns the Fed around as well. Yes, it uh, seems to be a very imprecise science, if you can even call it a science. Maybe it's more of an art. I don't know. Let's uh, shift gears a bit, because over the last two years of Ready, Set, Retire, we've had quite a number of guests come on the show and share with us uh, their expert advice from retirement counselors, to travel experts, to retirement planners, to lawyers. Just looking at the list here, the the two of the names that jump out at me are Cindy David, who is a financial planner who you've worked with quite a lot, and Rose Shawley, who's a wills and estates lawyer. I remember when we had Rose on talking about wills and estate planning and all of that. Some of the stories, some of the, just the crazy things that come up you know, families getting involved and people getting angry and sure you've seen it too. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It it is quite amazing. I mean, each family is unique and special in their own way, John, I always say, but yeah, no, I've worked with Cindy David for like 13 years and she's a financial planner extraordinary. I would say dealing with a lot of sales of businesses and high net worth people and families and wealth transfer and all that kind of stuff. And Rose, Cindy introduced me to Rose, actually. So she's a lawyer that, uh, again, a lot of our clients use. And she somehow makes death fun. I'm not sure how, but she is hilarious. And, uh, you know, everybody dreads going to get their will done. I think most people are looking forward to going to see Rose because she is so, uh, so exciting. But yes, you're right. Her stories, I mean, you know, a lot of lawyers are worst case scenario kind of people because they have seen the worst case scenarios. And so that expertise and experience is what helps you not make the same mistake. And so, yeah, so they were definitely two highlights of mine as well on the show. And the other uh, guest that really stood out to me was Lana Growler, who was the retirement counselor that we just spoke to recently. And she talks to people about life transitions. And thought that was a very interesting show that we did too how people can set themselves up emotionally for that change. Because as you know, firsthand, you identify with what you do. And, you know, when you retire, it's it's not just about the money and figuring out that you have enough income to retire. There's so much more that goes along with it that many don't discuss and many men don't discuss. And so I thought uh, her insight and advice was uh, very valuable as well. So thanks to all our guests over the past 50 episodes or two years. We look forward to having even more guests going forward. Absolutely. And I've learned personally, I've learned so much about retirement and other related topics from listening to you and, and all of the guests on Ready, Set, Retire. What are some of the financial lessons you'd like to remind our listeners about? 
I think it's important as you go through different situations, um, the global environment will change. And most know, I believe in active management in terms of the portfolio and making sure that you don't stick your head in the sand and just forget about your investments because these are changing times as we've just talked about over the past two years. Think about all the things that happened. And I think about everything that we've done to protect clients during these different situations. But then, you know, we're back in it when markets turn around again. I think another important lesson is for people to realize that the world and the markets get over everything eventually. It's just about time. How long does it take? And you can see that with how bad the pandemic crash was or how you felt during the pandemic. We didn't know when it was going to end and how long we were going to have to stay home. And, and then a vaccine was found and people got their shots and the world started moving again. And man, was it a long time, though. But it eventually happened. So just keep that in mind. Try to have that optimistic view. And the reason that you do that is because you don't want to get emotional about things. Too emotional, I would say. Because that can lead you to making the wrong financial decisions, the wrong investment decisions. So that would be some of the lessons uh, that I would like to continue to provide to our listeners. I've learned a lot. One of the things that I've learned is really, it's not about the dollars and cents side of it so much, the money coming in and coming out. It is about the emotional side, the worry about money, because a lot of people worry about money. I worried about money uh, all my life. Came from a family that didn't have any money, so I guess maybe that's where it started. But since we've been talking and we've been doing Ready, Set, Retire, and of course the shows on CKNW, one of the things that I've learned is that you don't have to go and check your balance every day. You don't have to sweat those kinds of details. You don't have to put yourself through that because, as you say, the markets go up, they go down. Sometimes when they go down, it's upsetting, but they do come back. And as you say, it's just a matter of time. And that's really taken, I think, a big burden off my shoulders is uh, I let you worry about it now instead, <laughs> well, I get it. instead of me worrying about it. And you don't well, worry about it. So it's, it's all no. good. We never like to see when markets go down, but it is a part of investing. And it also creates a lot of the opportunity out there too, when you see a lot of these good companies come down with the market. And when you look at it from that perspective, I think that's important. And then always remember these market corrections or, or situations, you still are a long-term investor. You're investing for the next 10, 20 plus years. And this time will be just a blip on your performance chart in the long term. So those who worry more, I think it causes unneeded anxiety. And for some people, they don't worry at all. They're like you, John. I mean, they, they're with a good team. They're with us and they don't worry about it. And they go on living life. And, and that's the way it should be. Allow the professionals to do what they need to do to get you out on the other side and, and get you back to where you were. And I think that is the goal. And when we're talking about retirement on the show, we want people to fill their retirement with things of joy, like being with family or traveling, setting goals for yourself, learning a new hobby. That's what retirement's all about. It's not going online and checking your balances every day. And again, that's where a financial plan comes into account. If you know that this is what you need to achieve over a long period of time, that's where you need to be. And you know, you're right, there's going to be ups and downs on the markets, but the market has weathered through a lot of things, a lot of things worse than what we're going through today. One of the things that we talked about quite a bit on Ready, Set, Retire is your health, not only physical health, but mental health. It's just as important as being financially healthy. So what are some of the things that uh, around mental health that you would like to remind our listeners about? Yeah, John, health is wealth. All the money in the world doesn't mean anything if you can't enjoy it and be healthy. 
So here are some tips to stay healthy in retirement. Reinvent yourself. Think about how you're going to spend the time once you make that transition to retirement. Find purpose in what you're doing and set goals for yourself. I think that's another one. Maintain healthy relationships, which again, some were lost during COVID, but now things are somewhat normal. So make sure that you massage and keep those relationships going. You know, keep kids in mind, maintain work friendships, even after you're done work and retired, but also take some alone time. It's okay to say to your family, I cannot babysit the kids all the time. You know, it's time for me. I want to go travel. I, I see that a lot too. It's like people retire and their second job becomes their grandchildren, whether they like it or not. I mean, everyone loves their grandchildren, but you still want to travel and do the things you want to do. Open and frequent communication uh, between you and your partner and that you're still working towards a common goal. You know, I find that sometimes in retirement, people have different goals of their retirement and they've never discussed it with their spouse. One wants to travel the other not so much. And so that's all okay, but you just have to figure out how that's going to work. And then the importance of traveling. So some people like to travel to Europe. Some people are cruisers. Some people like to get in their RV or on their motorcycle in retirement. And traveling is good because you learn new things, have new experiences. And then staying active, walking, taking exercise classes, pickleball, golf, kayaking, snowshoeing, hiking. There's so much to do here in BC. And so we're lucky to live in a province like this where we can have an active life and a healthy life. No doubt about it. And I am just so happy, so thrilled and fortunate to be able to partner with you again as we continue to provide retirees and soon to be retirees with information to improve their lifestyles. So thank you so much. It's been uh, it's been a blessing for me. Thanks, John. And thanks for being such a great co-host. And I look forward to doing many more shows with you and so that we can talk about all things retirement on Ready, Set, Retire for our listeners. And again, I appreciate it. I know that you're supposed to be retired, but I, like I said, enjoy talking to you every couple of weeks. So we're going to continue as we love doing what we do. Indeed. Now we always wrap up with a quote. So what do you have for us this week? Retirement is not the end of the road. It is the beginning of the open highway. <laughs> I love that one. There's another one here. It says, say goodbye to tension and hello to your pension. <laughs> now that one I like a lot. Yeah, that's a great one as well. And, you know, why not a third one? Don't simply retire from something. Have something to retire to. Absolutely. And I think that uh, those three sum it up very, very nicely. Well, thank you. Thank you for a wonderful 50th episode of Ready, Set, Retire. We will uh, get together again in a couple of weeks and do episode 51 as we continue our effort to try to inform people and keep people tuned into what's happening in retirement, and especially if they're just thinking about retirement as well. Great. Thanks, John. That's all for this week's edition of Ready, Set, Retire. If you're interested in learning more or have any questions, please don't hesitate to call Lori and her team at Pinkowski Wealth Management, 604-695-LORI, 604-695-5674. For Lori Pinkowski, I'm John McComb. Thanks for listening, and join us again in two weeks for another edition of Ready, Set, Retire.